It's time for Dima Live, the number one radio show in the private service industry. Dima Live is a radio show that allows private service professionals to discuss topics that pertain to their industry. Now, here are your hosts, Dima National President Matthew Hack and private service professional DJ Haverkamp. Hello and welcome back to Dima Live. Dima Live is a podcast radio show for the private service industry intended to bring private service professionals, vendors, principals, and recruitment agencies together to discuss topics of interest to the high net worth service industry. Dima Live is produced by the Domestic Estate Management Association, a professional trade association intended to serve those that serve others. Our website is www.domesticmanagers.com. Our show is also broadcast live on blogtalkradio.com on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time. If you're listening to the show live, you can log into the Blog Talk Radio website to submit your questions online. During the show, you can also text questions to 313-404-3998. Once again, that number to text your questions is 313-404-3998. My name is Matthew Hack president of the Domestic Estate Management Association, and I'll be your host today. I'm joined today by my special co-host, DJ Haverkamp, a private service professional who is based in the New York area. We have an exciting show lined up today. DJ and I will be joined by Jake Alexander. Jake is the hospitality director for Kristoff. Kristoff is one of this year's platinum sponsors for the DEMA National Convention. But we'll touch on that a little bit more later in the show. Uh, first, let me go ahead and uh, bring DJ on, uh, on on the air here and uh, ask him. I know that uh, New York had their chapter meeting last night. DJ, were there any highlights that you'd like to mention before we get started today? Hi, Matt. Good morning. Thanks for having me back today. Uh, we had a great meeting in the city at, last night. We were at the Savant Showcase and the showroom that they have um, in lower Manhattan. And it was just such a great meeting. Don, their general manager, gave us a really great presentation on integrating smart technology into the, to the modern home and really gave us a, a real rundown on the whole Savant lineup. It was really an incredibly good meeting. And uh, we had a great attendance. The other thing that was so, really so good was to see how the, the networking and the, the relationships that are growing within our chapter have, have been developing. It, it was just a great night all in all. So, yeah, it was a fun night last night. That's uh, excellent to hear, and it's, uh, uh, it's always a good thing to hear that the chapters are growing and they're, doing, uh, they're going in the right direction. So uh, I'm really excited for, for you guys there in New York. It's, a, it's, it's definitely a, a pleasure to hear those great comments. So um, I guess we'd better bring our, our uh, guest on today. Uh, Jake, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. We're excited to have you here to talk a little bit uh, about Christoph and, and help educate us on some of the uh, the finer points and things that maybe people don't know about your company. Um, you know, obviously, we're, we're always grateful to have a company uh, like yourself, uh, not only on the radio show, but also as a sponsor um, at, at, at the convention. Um, I know that over the last uh, the last couple of years, you guys have, uh, have been the uh, provider of our awards. Um, and uh, right. I know I, I know that that has been a a, a huge piece um, for the people that win the awards to be able to get a piece of uh, uh, of your guys' products because you guys put such fine care into them. So 
Before we get started, I, I would like to allow you the opportunity to be able to talk a little bit about Christoph and kind of introduce what you guys are, who you are, and uh, that way people that may not have heard of you um, don't know they might be living under a rock or, or underneath a mushroom, but <laughs> those that don't know about you guys, um, you can explain a little bit about who you guys are. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, th- thanks so much for the for the opportunity. And you know, you don't have to uh, have been living under a rock or you know under a mushroom to have not heard of Kristoff. But uh, you're very kind to say that. Um, we have been around for uh, a long time. Kristoff is a uh, a fine French luxury lifestyle brand, and we have our origins in Paris. In uh, 1830 is when the company was founded uh, by a gentleman named Charles Kristoff, who originally was actually a jeweler uh, and pretty successful at it. Uh, and then in uh, 1832, he bought the patent for the process of uh, silver plating via electrolysis from a couple of English gentlemen. And what he basically started doing was tinkering with this process and refining it, and he became uh, incredibly good at it and really uh, expanded the possibilities of what one could do uh, with, with the plating of silver. And that, combined with his uh, technical know-how that he had from from uh, jewelry, really allowed him to do just amazing things that had never been seen or done before um, in silver. Different shapes and art pieces and uh, using what at the time was really cutting-edge technology you know, to create these kind of masterworks. And um, he quickly uh, drew the attention of uh, the Napoleonic emperor, so in the 19th century, um, if you notice, with a lot of Kristoff product, uh, you see it in our stores and you see it in our hallmarks and, and really all over the place. Uh, bees and the honeycomb symbology are a big part of our, our brand uh, image and our brand legacy. And that harkens back to this period because Kristoff became one of the uh, worker bees who serviced uh, the court of the emperor. And so that's uh, that's where that comes from. Excuse me, that's where that comes from. And uh, then from there, you know, aside from his sort of technical and artistic innovations, another thing that Christoph did uh, relatively early on in his career in 1845, he started putting his hallmark on all of his works to make sure that they were differentiated in the eyes of the consumer from from other uh, would-be silversmiths. And uh, from a business perspective, he was actually a very canny businessman as well, and he developed this network of traveling salespeople. So he opened up markets that um, were really kind of uh, unexplored for this type of thing uh, previously. And uh, Latin America and South America, uh, the Middle East, uh, Turkey, and so on and so forth. And that kind of global reach that he established then is is something that we uh, enjoy to this day. So it's uh, it's been a great journey. Well, speaking of journeys, let's go ahead and and talk a little bit about yourself. How how did you come to uh, uh, to get involved with Christoph? Oh sure. <laughs> so uh, as as you mentioned in my in my intro, which was lovely by the way, and, and you're very kind. Uh, I'm the hospitality director with Christoph. So traditionally, my role with Christoph has been to uh, manage and develop relationships with the hospitality industry, hotels, restaurants, uh, corporate boardrooms, and and, and so forth. Um, and I actually come predominantly from a hospitality background. Um, I came to New York originally uh, to go to acting school and became an actor. And like so many starving artists before me, you know, I was always waiting tables as well. And uh, that slowly led to uh, management roles in food and beverage at a bunch of different restaurants. And uh, eventually I left acting and started uh, managing uh, hospitality full time and became the F&B director for uh, a small luxury boutique hotel called the Maritime Hotel uh, here in Manhattan. 
Did that for a while and loved it. Uh, then was recruited to join the sales team that was focusing on hospitality for a um, huge uh, facilities maintenance group called Ferguson. Uh, so I was on the opening uh, New York sales team for that. And I'd never done sales before, but my uh, manager, I don't know, <laughs> took a chance on me, I guess. Uh, and uh, I loved it and had a great time doing that. Had discovered that I really loved sales. Um, but I always sort of had a, just a pension for luxury and for the luxury market and, and the finer things in life, if you will. And so when the Kristoff opportunity came up, it seemed like kind of the perfect opportunity to really marry my, my love of uh, luxury with uh, the sales background and the hospitality background. And uh, 15 months later, here we are. Well, I think it's always good to be able to, to, to for people to see talented individuals when they come in for an interview. So I've had the opportunity to sit down with uh, Mike, and I both have had the opportunity to sit down and meet with you directly. And I think that it's definitely going to be a uh, uh, beginning of a great, uh, even greater relationship with you guys now that uh, you're going to be taking over the account with Dima. So we're really excited to have you in your position and uh, definitely wish you uh, best of luck, and, and we're going to do our best to help you as well. So. Thank you. We're excited um, we, as well. I think we we want to do great things with Dima. Yeah, I, I, and we're gonna and we're gonna talk about that a little bit later on here in the program um, about how our our members can take advantage of a uh, uh, of a special offer that you guys are providing for our membership. But before we get to that, um, I think it's always interesting to see how. Um, how product lines change over the years, and Christoph is no different. So, can you tell us a little bit about your current product line? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's it's interesting because when people think of Kristoff, a lot of times for understandable reasons, where their mind first goes is to flatware. Uh, you know, our flatware is uh, considered by many, and of course, I count myself among them to be the best in the world. Um, and and that's really kind of the core of our brand history and identity. But it more more now than ever before, uh, it's really only one part of what we do. So it's ironic because Christoph himself, as mentioned, was originally a jeweler, and um, so jewelry is something that we're putting a lot of focus and attention on uh, currently. We have beautiful offerings in that area and are going to be having a lot more soon, so stay tuned on that. At the end of the summer, there's going to be some really, really exciting things happening and coming to market in that area. And then we also have a phenomenal gift offering as well. Uh, you know, When people think of Christoph, a lot of the times they think of a brand that um, it has a rich heritage, but sometimes that what that can translate to is kind of thinking about it as maybe being perhaps a bit of a stuffy brand or an older brand or a brand that doesn't have anything to offer, you know, a younger consumer. Uh, you know, everyone's talking about the millennials, of course, and, and, and we're no different. Um, but once you kind of dive into the Christoph offering, what becomes quick quickly apparent is that we just have so many more interesting items across a range of different products, personal articles, desk accessories, furnishings, lighting, um, personal articles across a wide range of price points. So there really is something for for everyone or for anyone who appreciates, um, you know, uh, fine style and, and quality. Uh, we also offer beautiful porcelain and crystal product, which is something a lot of people don't realize. And um, we just introduced that in the 80s and 90s because really we we saw the demand to have, uh, again, that Kristoff name, the brand, uh, the legacy of quality, um, you know, reflected in, in a complete tabletop offering. So uh, we don't just work in silver, but also stainless steel, porcelain, and crystal as well. 
That's great, Jake. I know that uh, a lot of our members associate you guys with the with the flatware and the the silver. And I we'll talk about some of those other items, your new items, maybe a little later in the show. But I thought maybe you could maybe share with us a little bit. I sometimes get a little confused when it comes to silver and silver items with some of sure. the terminology that comes into play. <laughs> Things right. like, you know, silver plating versus sterling silver and some of those kind of terms. Could sure, you just take sure. a minute and maybe share with our listeners some of the kind of the definitions of what some of those terms mean? Yeah, absolutely. And part of the reason, DJ, that that you and so many others are probably uh, understandably can get a little confused about it is that different people sometimes use terms in different ways and to mean different things. So even Mm -hmm. someone who is versed in these things could be forgiven for getting a little bit confused. I'll tell you how we at Kristoff use the terms, and we think that that's, you know, the appropriate baseline. Um, But you may you may require additional clear. I'll put in the caveat that you may require some additional clarification on a case by case basis. Uh, you know, <laughs> as as you're out sure. in the world talking to people. But generally speaking, when we speak of silver plating, we're talking about um, sterling silver, so pure silver, right? Which is a minimum of 925 parts per 1,000 of just pure silver metal being plated onto a base metal. That base metal uh, is, in the case of our uh, residential flatware lines, is a nickel-silver alloy, which is actually an alloy that uh, whose mixture is proprietary to Kristoff, and that's a big part of what really separates our product from the rest of the pack. We feel is the quality and um, the suitability of this base metal for silver plating. But uh, the base metal can be any variety of things. It could be um, stainless steel is a common base metal. Sometimes bronze is a base metal. But when we speak of silver plate base, we're speaking of, of pure silver that's plated onto something else. When we talk about sterling silver, we're talking about an item that is silver through and through. It's not plated onto anything. It is just 100% sterling silver that's formed into a shape. So that's the difference there. There are a whole host of other terms that are associated with silver and with metalworking and metallurgy. You know, I mean, you really could, I mean, you know, there are people who dedicate their lives to this. We employ a couple of them at Kristoff, which is something we're very proud of. But um, so there's a whole host of techniques that can go into the production uh, of these items. Um, but that's a principal differentiate differentiation is knowing that there's silver plated product and there is still a silver product. And it's pretty easy, you know, to tell when you're shopping the difference because if for no other reason, so sterling silver product is going to be substantially more expensive than silver plated product. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's interesting. That's I, hope that, interesting. I hope that was useful. <laughs> no, yeah. That's just the kind of thing we love here on our show. Uh, and, you know, it makes me kind of think about, just you were mentioning before just how fine style and the quality that's associated with Christoph and and sometimes I think that we we kind of forget the craftsmanship that goes into some of these fine items that our principals have and that we take care of for them. And right, yeah. I was just yeah, I was I just want to kind of give a shout out to all the craftsmen in the world because sometimes we, we don't appreciate the skills that go into making some of these kinds of items and I know that that's one thing that Kristoff is really associated or known for. So kudos to your craft. Absolutely. Thank you. But, 
but I wanted to just maybe have you tell us a little bit about some of the ways that your products, you know, we just, we think about your product associated with the fine home, but I know that you're associated with a lot of other uses around the world. So maybe you could share with us just some of your other kind of places that we would see your product. Sure, absolutely. I mean, obviously, we're we're extremely um, proud of uh, the place that we hold in the in the homes of, as you mentioned, of uh, some of the you know titans of industry and and other uh, celebrities and uh, other you know just fantastic venues you know throughout the world and in people's private homes. But we're equally proud of some of our um, representation in uh, in hospitality is is one great example. Uh, the fine uh, restaurants and ho- finest hotels and restaurants of the world. Uh, for example, I mean, just in New York, excuse me, you have uh, the Baccarat Hotel, which uh, opened the year before last year and is, you know, considered one of the uh, foremost properties in the world. We have one of our Champagne Vosques prominently displayed uh, in the lobby there. It's absolutely gorgeous. If you come to New York, yeah, I suggest checking it out. Uh, we recently did flatware for uh, Blue Hill at Stone Barns in uh, Terrytown, New York, which is just a phenomenal restaurant that uh, recently made it onto uh, the world's 50 best list. Uh, so we're very proud of that. Uh, we're going to be working with um, Major Food Group, equipping the relaunch of the Four Seasons uh, restaurant in the Seagram building uh, here in Midtown, um, which should be coming online at the end of this year. We're really excited about that. We did the flatware for Wolfgang Puck's restaurant, which is going to be in the Four Seasons Tower uh, downtown in the Financial District. Uh, we are on... Um, Disney, uh, the restaurant Remy, excuse me, Remy, their fine French restaurant on the Disney Cruise Line. Um, we have our, our flatware and some of our tableware there. Um, the Little Nell in Aspen, Colorado. I mean, you get the idea. Just, I mean, the list goes on. It's just a really fantastic um, roster of accounts and of clients that we're, that we're privileged to work with uh, because of the quality of the product and, and the nature of what we do. Hey, DJ, did I lose you? No, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. That, oh, sorry. That's, that's all right. <laughs> I yeah, overwhelmed right. you with names. No, no, no. That's in, that's interesting to hear. You know, just I, I was interesting to hear how your uh, brand imaging has been changing over the years, and I, I was curious. You know, one of the things that Matt and I have been doing on the show is kind of talking to our guests about how the industry and our other industries have been changing over the years. And so yeah. I just wanted to um, see if you could maybe tell us a little bit some about some of the trends maybe that you're seeing within the world of the industry that you work in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's really interesting because, I mean, we see it in, in hotels and restaurants, certainly. We see it in the way that they're being built, the things that are being emphasized, the way that, that they're being marketed. You know, it's a reflection of the larger trends that I think are at work um, in society uh, at large, you know, certainly in the Americas, but also um, to a greater or lesser extent globally um you know i think in a certain respect things in general are becoming less formal um etiquette in the way that it's traditionally thought of um for example in the way that it's often depicted on uh shows like downton abbey um is maybe not so much in vogue although you do see things like that from time to time which is really really cool and, and kind of amazing um and that, that show was great for us, by the way. Downton Abbey coming out was like the best thing that happened for, for could have happened for Chris Paul. <laughs> 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 Just for a bargain. Because it got people. 
Oh yeah, it's so great. I mean, it's such a fantastic show, and and it did kind of reignite that uh, that fascination with these sort of old world um, ways of of doing things. And again, you do still see that from time to time. And what's really fun that we see happening now is, well, things are becoming. Uh, in general, I'd say less formal, uh, certainly less rigid. Uh, there's, you know, the definition of luxury is sort of expanding and changing to encompass things that are more experiential and less uh, possession-oriented, which I think ultimately is probably um, a good thing and is a trend that's going to continue. But at the same time, you know, you think about it, it's kind of like how Picasso said, I, I think it was Picasso when talking about creating art, you know, it, it is important to know the rules of art so that you know how to break them. And I think that there's a similar kind of thing um, at work when it comes to codes of fine dining and, and ways of entertaining and uh, and etiquette and all these sorts of things that, um, you know, traditionally Christoph has really been a part of because, uh, people do like being informed about these things, even if they don't necessarily follow the rules all the time. And it's fun to juxtapose, right? And and that's something that we see a lot is people love having beautiful things. They love having quality. They love luxury. But they don't necessarily need to manifest that in a way that's stuffy or overbearing or um, too strictly adhered to. So seeing kind of the matchups, and you see that in, in Christoph product and in a lot of the new products we're developing. I mean, a, the clearest example that I could give just off the top of my head is our Mood flatware product, which came out at the end of last year, and it's just been a huge hit for us. People just love it. And it's, um, I mean, you can, I won't go into all the details of what it is. You can Google it, Mood, M-O-O-D. But it's just a new way of presenting flatware that is reflective of today's times, but it's still true to our brand legacy and our heritage as a fine French luxury product. And there's there's all kinds of ways, you know, that you see kind of the intersection of the old and new um, today. And, and some of them are, are really, you know, uh, just so creative and, and fun. So, well, overall, I think we're moving towards um, uh, a new way of doing things. What's old is also new, and there is kind of this fun referencing of the past that crops up a lot and that uh, I think fits in really well with, with where Christoph is today. That's great. Well, well, speaking of referencing the past, um, let, let's talk a little bit about that. And, and, and kind of um, I wanted to, to talk with you quickly. I know last, uh, last Demo Live we had uh, Ray Nugent on the show, uh, and he is an appraiser. Um, and uh, we talked about appraisals and how, you know, things always seem to go up in value. So <laughs> what I was wondering is, uh, you know, obviously if you're purchasing a um, – you know, if you're purchasing purchasing a Christoph item, and what was the name of that, by the way? What was the name of that? The egg you guys are doing those eggs, right? Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we tried not to call it the those egg, eggs. Matt. Oh, the, I'm not supposed to say that. Eggs. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I mean, we we call. It, technically speaking, no, you're not supposed to say that. And you know, when my CEO hears this, I'll probably don't, catch don't, a rash or don't let, Yeah, just don't let him hear the the uh, the radio show then. Right, exactly. Yeah, thanks a lot for that. No, um, we call it we call it the egg all the, all the time too. I mean, it really just does look like an egg. But the name of the product is uh, the Mood M O O D. Okay, so that was that is part of that new product line then. Yeah, yeah, that that is the product. I mean, we actually so it, it to this point, and I, I I can't say too much here, but I'll just you know sort of coyly suggestively hint. Uh, to this point, the Mood is a standalone product you know, that, that is just one item. 
but yep. you can p- perhaps infer and read between the lines that that could be changing soon. Okay. All right. Depending on the mood of where you guys are, right? I knew you were going to do it. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Sorry about that. You let you left it wide open. Um, I know, so I know. Let, you have so, the choice. So let's talk about that. I mean, obviously, if, if things change, then that means there's there's less of those particular items that Kristoff makes. And since these are particularly craftsman items and they're silver through and through or they're crystal, that makes them kind of almost like a one of a kind. So can you talk a little bit about what the collectability of owning Kristoff items are? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the great thing about silver in general, I mean, so there's there's sort of the general answer, and then I, can, I think the more specific, there's some more specific examples. But I mean, the general answer is the great thing about a silver product assuming that it's of you know sufficient quality, is that with proper care and maintenance, uh, that product is actually going to improve over time. So whereas with something like stainless steel, which you know might look very nice and shiny when you first get it, but then you start using it and running through the dishwasher and you drop it on the floor, when that product is done, it's done. And over time, it really is eventually going to be done, and you're going to have to throw it out and replace it and whatever. The converse is true with... Chris, with Kristoff and with you know with fine silver product, you know again you have to know what you're doing and you you can't just throw it around willy nilly. But if you follow very easy basic care precautions, over time the product develops what's called a patina, which in um, amongst silver collectors and and silver buffs is uh, very uh, sought after in value quality. And what it is is it's a um, a sheen that forms on the silver that both gives it a beautiful appearance. So if you look at an old piece of silver, you might notice that it almost looks like it could be white gold. It's kind of got that butteriness to it, that really warm uh, quality of kind of catching the light. And that's the patina. So not only does it look beautiful, but it also is actually protecting the flatware from oxidation and sulfurization. And that forms gradually over time. So again, if you assuming you're caring for it properly over time, you're going to get more and more of that patina, and that's very valuable uh, when it comes to uh, to silver items. Then, you know, when you talk about collect, excuse me, collectibles, you know, the Maison de Christophe, the, the the House of Christophe, we implore too, and I, I'm not even going to try and say the, the the French terms because anyone who's listening who might be French or speak French would just be horrified at my butchering of the pronunciation. But um, we employ two master silversmiths uh, in our workshops in Normandy um, who are uh, the highest level of excellence and craftsmanship actually certified by the government of France in the art of silversmithing. And so some of the works that they create are uh, just really astonishing art pieces, and they're extremely collectible. They're extremely rare. Some of them, they make literally one. You know, if it's a custom uh, creation that was uh, requested by a client, we have done that in the past. And then we also create what are called our, our HO or Haute de Fivere items, um, quote meaning in the same sense that it's used in haute couture, how there's kind of runway fashion versus ready-to-wear, the same thing we have for silversmithing. And the works that are created in these uh, HO workshops by these craftsmen um, are limited edition. Everyone is numbered. They're the opposite of mass production. And once the production run of these pieces um, has uh, been completed, they won't make anymore. 
So if you have an HO piece, and obviously, of course, if you have a piece that was uh, curated specifically for you or for a client, um, that's going to be an imminently collectible piece. Perfect. Well, that's. I, I just wanted to touch on that because I think it's important that people understand, you know, the what what they actually have their hands on when they're purchasing a Kristoff item, um, and, and the value that it's actually worth. So, um, I appreciate you addressing that. So, on that note, I wanted to. Sure. Um, I know. I know, Jake. That I, I don't necessarily know. I don't think that you're going to be able to make it directly to the convention, which. Um, I, I think is uh, is a bad selection on your part. However, I do know why you're missing the convention, so I don't want to get you in any trouble with, uh, with with that particular person. So I think it's an important event for you to attend. But uh, other than that, but Thank I know you. that someone one from for, from Christoph will be attending the national convention, and so um, with that being said. Uh, we're, we're really excited to have a great lineup of speakers and networking activities planned for um, for anyone who attends um, during their time in Scottsdale. Um, obviously, based on our early registrants, it looks like we're going to have a, a record attendance this year. We're off to a great start. Uh, we have uh, we have moved the uh, convention out to Scottsdale this year, which is uh, off of the different than we've done. Uh, uh, the last couple of years where we've been on the East Coast. Um, we've got over 20 placement agencies that are lined up for um, our career uh, our career job uh, job day on Friday, so we're really excited about that. Um, the national convention is uh, uh, the, the early bird uh, registration is quickly coming to an end, which will actually end here on the 30th. And um, so tomorrow is going to be your last day to get those early bird tickets. So I highly recommend that if you're planning on coming to the convention, which will be in August 26th through the 28th uh, in Scottsdale, um, I highly encourage you to get on the website and get those tickets purchased uh, ASAP. Uh, to register for the convention, you can go ahead and register at www.demaconvention.com. Once again, that's D-E-M-A convention.com and uh, you can go ahead and get your tickets and uh, come check out those fantastic uh, uh, awards that Christoph is going to be providing this year that they're definitely a, a sight to be seen for sure so one of the things that we've been working on um, during uh, during the uh, during the year to encourage professionalism uh, standards in the private service industry is obviously on the radio show here talking about and asking some of our guests about their ideas of professionalism. So um, with that being said, Jake, I'd love to have your thoughts on anything that you might be able to share regarding um, your your company's attitude towards being, being professional. Certainly, yeah, I'd be happy to. And actually, I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up, Matt, because, you know, that's one of the um, – reasons that I think, you know, we're so excited to be working with uh, more with DEMA and becoming more involved is, uh, you know, you guys get it. <laughs> so when you, when you talk about professionalism, when you talk about quality, um, and it's something that uh, is really at the core of Christoph's uh, history and, and our brand, um, Charles Christoph, when he founded the company, his motto actually was only one quality, the very best. And we really uh, live by those words to this day. Um, a couple of examples, uh, our factory in uh, Yaneville in Normandy, uh, which we own and, and operate control, is uh, has two separate ISO certifications. So it's ISO 9001 certified, which is a uh, quality and manufacturing processes certification, 
And then we also have another ISO certification, um, and I apologize, the, the numerics escape me, but it's uh, basically an environmental impact certification, um, which demonstrates our commitment to mitigating uh, the impact on the environment and the creation of our products. So you take those two together and you have a really just best-in-class facility. Um, and it's, it's interesting to think about, you know, what's going on behind the scenes to create these works. And we mentioned, you know, our, our master silversmiths, but also just the pieces that, that are coming off our production line. We uh, have a, a standard in place that's called uh, the 100 hands uh, when it comes to the creation of our flatware. Technically speaking, it should be the 104 hands, but it doesn't sound as good. And it's because 52 people, 52 individual separate people are involved in the production of our flatware, one piece of our flatware, uh, uh, from start to finish to get it, you know, from its soft metal state and into the hands of uh, our clients. So that's something we're, we're very, very proud of. You know, we really spend the time, the effort, and frankly, the resources to create something of real quality um, that's rooted in, in best-in-class materials, of course, but also best-in-class processes. So that's something that we're very proud of. Yeah, Jake, I, I think that's, that answer was just phenomenal because I know with the company motto being only one quality, the very best, I think that's something that the association is really trying to instill and inspire in its membership that we be the very best in the private service industry. And I think that's just a fantastic thing that you're talking about there. Related Thank to you. that, one of the things that we have to deal with is is maintaining I know a lot of our principals will oftentimes have silver pieces that they've either inherited from their grandparents or that have been in their families for many, many years. And sure. we end up with yeah. the, being charged with the maintenance of those items. Could you uh, right. share with our members your thoughts on maintenance and just some basics of silver care? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think it depends. It's, you know, we could do a whole thing, separate thing on, on just that, you know, and I think it depends a little bit on, um, what the piece is and when it was purchased and what kind of state it's in, you know, when you um, inherit it, so to speak, or whether you inherit its, its care and its stewardship. I mean, generally speaking, I think there's a, a misconception about silver product. You know, when people, again, this is kind of going back to this this whole brand image of, of uh, a silver brand being kind of a stuffy brand or Christoph being kind of an old brand, and people think of, you know, grandma's silver locked away in a chest sitting on the mantle and it's only brought out maybe for Christmas and then it's, you know, cleaned by hand and polished and put back away and then you don't use it again until the next year. And um, while that's fine, if that's what you want to do, this product is meant to be used. I mean, and we'll just take flatware as an example because it's a silver product that um, is, is probably going to, you know, see the most use in a, in a home or in an estate. And uh, again, assuming that we're talking about a product that's of sufficient quality and that's been plated well and, and done correctly and so forth, there's no need to treat it with kid gloves and you don't need to be afraid of it. I mean, it's our, all of our flatware is meant to go in the dishwasher. It is totally dishwasher safe. You know, we don't expect our clients to have to sit there, you know, with a, a fine tooth comb and go over every piece. If tarnishing happens, which, uh, of course, it can and, and sometimes does, uh, there's a whole host of products that uh, we offer and that other folks offer uh, to clean them. They come in sort of varying degrees of strength um, for a, from uh, simple polishing cloths and polishing gloves, which is a product we offer that, uh, that Christoph has that's really, really fantastic um, for, for just sort of spot-checking of product. 
and um, then onward, you know, sort of down the spectrum, if you have more serious uh, tarnishing issues that a polishing cloth or the polishing glove aren't getting rid of, there's a cream cleaner that you can use that you just apply with a sponge and the chemical and the friction from uh, your hand uh, will take care of 99% uh, of tarnish, and then you just rinse it off and you're ready to go. Uh, there's also a product that we produce called Flash Argent. Argent is um, silver in French, and uh, this is sort of the, the the nuclear option, is what I call it. I mean, it's <laughs> you really only want to use it as, as a last ditch resort. Um, but what it basically is is a chemical you immerse the flower piece in for literally only three or four seconds at the most, and then you remove it and you rinse it right off, and that literally will burn off the top layer of um, of the item of the metal on the item. Uh, so that's going to get rid of any tarnish, you know, that has resisted these other methods. Again, it's not something you want to do particularly often because every time you use it, you're losing a little bit of the metal. So it really is a last resort. But, I mean, sure. you shouldn't have to do that very often. Um, I mean, there are everyday, you know, care guidelines as far as putting it in the dishwasher to follow. Uh, you don't want to let... Uh, silver product and stainless steel product touch in the dishwasher. That's important to mention because um, it doesn't always happen, but what can happen is that it can cause a chemical burn reaction uh, between the two articles um, as a result of being in a, the hot, wet environment. So you want to avoid that. Another easy thing to do is people, you know, worry about their uh, silver flatware being um, nicked and dinged up. Silver is, relatively speaking, a soft metal, so that does happen. Uh, easy way to minimize the, that impact is to always wash the knives separately from your other articles and try to put like with like as much as possible, so spoons with spoons, forks with forks, etc. But even if you can't, you know, separate the spoons and the forks, Definitely separate the knives, put the knives in their own basket or area in the dishwasher with the blades down, and then every other article separate from the knives and put with the, um, you know, the mouth end, the business end facing up. That right there is going to really, will really help minimize uh, the, the potential impact from nicks and cuts and scratches. That's great advice, Jake, yeah. And you guys Definitely. do repair services oh, there at the store, right? Yes, you, you yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We do, and I was just going to throw that out as well. And then, and then, of course, you know, if you don't want to deal with it yourself, or <laughs> the principal doesn't want to deal with it themselves, um, or if if something is really uh, broken or in need of special special care and treatment, send it to us, and we will uh, certainly uh, it is within our abilities to take care of that for you. That's great. Yeah, we're getting down to the end of the show here. I just wanted to, you know, I've been to the showroom that you have here in Manhattan, and. And as a beekeeper, I'm, I, have, I have a little hobby doing beekeeping. I just love the way the bee theme is used throughout the store. I was wondering oh, if you could tell you. us kind of how your, how your products are distributed and, and just maybe your distribution channels, how people can get access to your product. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really quickly, you just mentioned your beekeeper. This is a funny coincidence. The CEO of Christoph America, so my, my boss, Nick, uh, Nicola Kraft, he's a beekeeper. Mm -hmm. Oh, he, he actually, excellent. <laughs> Yeah, he keeps bees in the backyard of his house in Westchester. So anyway, little little personal uh, anecdote about about Nicholas Craft there. Um, but yeah, we distribute through a few different channels. There's the corporate channel, which is my channel. So that's uh, you know corporate gifting, uh, large scale uh, projects, B two B, hotels, restaurants, boardrooms, and the sort of specialty projects um, and and you know key kind of account relationships like the one that we're um, that we have with Dima. Uh, then we also sell through our own retail network of stores. We have, I think, 10 currently and two more, which are going to be coming online soon, which we're very excited about. We are building new stores right now. 
uh, in Dallas and Chicago. Uh, we have an existing network. We have two in L.A. We have one in Boston, one in Houston, one in Palm Beach, one in uh, Bell Harbor in Miami, uh, one in Montreal, uh, two in New York City, one on Madison Avenue, one on Bleecker Street, and I think that I covered them all. Uh, then we also have our website, us.christoffel.com. Uh, which you can, of course, shop uh, to your heart's content. And then we also have our wholesale partners who distribute our product, um, like the Bloomingdale's, uh, Neiman, Neiman Marcus, uh, Bergdorf Goodman, as well as our independent network, uh, who we're very, very proud uh, to be partnered with and to be represented in their stores as well. Excellent. Well, I think that uh, – so, so basically what you're saying is if someone wants Christoph product, they can, they can definitely find it in some form or fashion, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and also, uh, <laughs> if I if I could, Matt DJ, if I could take this opportunity, I, I just want to mention to to the DEMA folks who are um, hopefully listening or are going to hear this, we are offering an across the board twenty percent discount uh, to any DEMA member, uh, whether they're purchasing, you know, for themselves for their own personal use, or if they want to do uh, buying on behalf of the principal. Uh, that's a, that's a discount that we're happy to extend across the board. We're going to be rolling out a code. Uh, that can be used online for purchasing um, as well as in store. Uh, I'm doing the back end work to make that happen. So, but you know, if you want to buy something, don't don't feel like you have to wait. Just reach out to me directly, and I'll make sure that you're um, that you're taken care of and that you get your discount. Very cool. We're we're definitely excited about that, and that was definitely one of the things that we discussed when we were able to meet with you and Nicola uh, in New York. So uh, we're excited to roll out that program um, ASAP. So. Um, one of the things that you guys do um, uh, for us every year is you provide us with the awards um, to be given away, and I think that that's an extremely important item. So we've got about three minutes left. Um, so for us as a, as a corporate, as an association, on a corporate level, sometimes we have to give gifts, and since you guys give away the best awards that I've ever seen, um, can you give uh, you. a couple of quick corporate ideas, to uh, gift ideas that uh, people have, have used uh, Christoph for in the past? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll just give a couple, and, and you know, obviously there's a ton more where this came from, so feel free to reach out any time. Uh, we have a silver-plated luggage tag that can be easily engraved uh, that makes a fantastic just kind of uh, quick gift for a uh, lady or gentleman. Uh, we have sets of uh, crystal items such as uh, double old-fashioned whiskey glasses or champagne flutes in a beautiful box set that make a fantastic gift. Uh, we have a silver-plated one-terabyte hard drive uh, called the sphere that is spherical in shape and looks like a decorative object that's a really fantastic gift for uh, an executive or for anyone who um, is into tech which you know who, who isn't these days so that that's a great gift uh, we have uh, beautiful flatware sets of course you know sets of dessert forks or dessert spoons and really lovely patterns um, that are nice you know to kind of add that special pop at the end of a meal that, are, that make a great gift uh, we have jewelry I, I mean I, I really could <laughs> could go on, but all right, all right, all right. That's enough. That's enough. We can't, we, we can't, right, we can't right, oversaturate yeah. our, our membership's minds. So, um, exactly. real quickly, call me if you want to work over. <laughs> I want to see how quick you can do this, Jake. Uh, people want to get in touch with you. How can they do that? Oh, great. Uh, email me anytime. It's all lowercase J dot Alexander. That's A L E X A N D E R at Christoffel dot com. 
Christophilus, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-F-L-E. So it's j.alexander at christoffel.com. Or uh, call me, 646-630-0068. Jake, thank you so much for being on today's show. Uh, we're really, uh, it's been really a pleasure and a fun time today. DJ, I'd like to thank you, as always, for joining me today. Uh, if you have any questions regarding how you can become more involved in your local chapter at DEMA, or if you have questions about the private service industry, please feel free to contact us at info at domesticmanagers.com. If you'd like to have a guest or be a guest on the show or have any suggestions, please send the, uh, those requests to info at domesticmanagers as well. Um, if you can't catch our show live on Wednesdays at noon Eastern time, you can certainly follow us uh, and listen to previous episodes. The show is available as a podcast on blogtalkradio.com and also iTunes. Um, we're excited to announce that we will be back on air next Wednesday, July 6th. We will be joined by Butler's Brand and Estate Manager Richmond Schitt. Uh, Richmond Schmidt, I apologize for that, Richmond. Um, We're looking forward to having uh, everyone on the show for that. Um, Until then, I I wish everyone a a very happy uh, 4th of July uh, and have a safe holidays. Um, uh, I've been your host, Matthew Hack, and on behalf of all of my colleagues and staff at DEMA, we thank you for allowing us to continue to serve those that serve others.